Steve. Oh, my performance anxiety. Gregor. Oh, my God. And Greg. Welcome to Maximum Collective. Are you serious? He did. I'm very serious. So, we have to welcome special guest, John Serial. Welcome, John. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, guys. I glad appreciate to, the opportunity. Glad to have you on, John. Gregor, Absolute McGrath. Greg, I'm not wearing any pants, Ringley. And Steve, Otto Connor. <laughs> it's drafty <laughs> in here. Loudmouth loud O'Connor. No. <laughs> Loudmouth. Awesome. Oh lordy! So, so John, John, what you what you been up to, man? You know, I work a lot, and that is uh, what lets me afford this hobby. I, yeah. I I manage, own, run, work a pest control company, and I provide specialized arborist services to landscapers and homeowners, and you know that's that's what I do for my money making stuff in life and and that's what helps me buy so many helicopters yeah man, that, that's <laughs> awesome to hear um i think you know if it, it, whenever i hear john serio man it, you know for those of you that don't know john um I, I think when i hear your name i think extreme i think okay it, it's going to be going fast it's going to have a hundred thousand volts or it's going to be blowing turbine engine smoke everywhere you know or you know what i mean it's just so yeah you are you, you are mr extreme so uh yeah so where are you from man so where, where are you from i'm a born and raised in phoenix arizona and gosh i i started flying when i was 17 years old and most of the guys that i don't go to airplane fun flies but i started off with a control line airplane oh yeah awesome Back when I was 17 years old, and my, my uncle had this spare room in their house, and he had these AM craft radios and a couple of radio-controlled airplanes, and I was so fascinated by it. And they're the ones that got me hooked into it. So I started learning how to fly when I was about 18 years old, and here's the good part. I got bored with airplanes about 12 years ago. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but so, I didn't yeah. I didn't know anybody that knew how to fly helicopters. Nobody. Oh, so oh man. I basically went to the store. I I bought a a Blade CX and the coaxial helicopters and I basically wore it out broke it fixed parts and i mastered it <laughs> oh nice i know that's uh, good good way to start and learn that's for sure you know i just couldn't do the simulator thing i don't know what it is i still can't sim. i i, I totally I, get it i mean i can't fly but i can't sim either uh i try um <laughs> i actually was joined i joined greg and uh i forgot his name greg shane shane Greg and Shane, when they used to do their, their progressive stuff, and that was fun hanging out with people. But uh, as far as like practicing on the sim, 
If you saw me fly on the sim, you probably would not want to stand next to me in real life. You're like, that guy can't hover. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying anything. <laughs> hey, you're still alive after I flew your 420. That's true. Uh, I did not kill true. you. You did. Are you dead? No. No. So there you go. Did you die? <laughs> well, this kind of goes into like after I did fly the sim, I felt like they weren't real enough. So I have to make my helicopters fly like the sim, which mm -hmm. is why they're very extreme. <laughs> so tell us about your setup. I mean, what it, what is an average setup? Are you a big agility guy? What what do you even fly ra radio fly barless wise? Do you fly at all? Are you a V control fanboy? Or, um, I mean, what? I started off with an Align 3GX. That was my first one. I set it up to the book, which is and not, you I don't be a master if you if you can fly that, you can fly anything. I, I'm telling you, I don't recommend that on anybody. So I, I went into beast decks after that. Then I flew icons, mastered those. And then I went into V control, which is my primary radio system. I also fly Futama. But you do a little bit of everything. I mean, you just enjoy all those aspects of the hobby. You're not sold on one particular system or anything else. You see the, the benefits of all the different things. It's nice to have the variety, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I like complicated, as crazy as that sounds. So if it's complicated, I'm in. I'm going to figure it out and master it. <laughs> nice. you know? And I I get to kind of enjoy the the differences in each system so that I can help other people. Because as we all know, a lot of people get frustrated in this hobby. And sometimes it kicks them out with electronic struggles. So oh, yeah. you fly so many different uh, types of machines. How many helicopters do you have? Uh, and I'm not talking about the ones in a box and a Connex behind your house. I'm talking the ones actually assembled. We could talk about the ones uh, in a box. Okay. Like ready to fly helicopters. Uh, I'm going to guess. I, don't, I really, honestly, that's so bad. I don't even know. I, pr I know I have like 35 registered Neos on my profile and those are all current. <laughs> and... No, I know somebody's laughing right now. Like that's nothing. But anyway, continue. <laughs> we all know that guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have a lot in, in the box too. Cause when I was learning, I didn't have anybody, nobody was out there to teach me to do anything. So my fear of crashing was basically overcome by having a brand new kit at home ready to go so i knew if i crashed i could rebuild the entire helicopter and that let me let go some of those troubles you know so it's it's tough when you're learning and you crash and it costs five six hundred bucks to repair it so you know i i'm a big fan of having at least one or two kits of spares of every one of the helicopters i own so your philosophy <laughs> is um if i'm going to buy a helicopter I'm going to plan on two re-kits, so I'm going to buy two spare kits to be ready. Exactly. Especially if I like the helicopter. That's the bad part. If I like it, I want to have four or five. Right. Just in case it gets discontinued. Um, you, right. <laughs> you are a majority stockholder in um, Diablo Nitros, right? Aren't you like, don't you possess like 35% of the world's known Diablo yeah, Nitro just, helicopters? Just about. I have two flying Diablo Nitros, one with the YS 
120 with the carb conversion, and then I have the other with an OS 105, and I have five spare kits, brand new. And did they make just like 51 of those things all in? Yeah, they they made uh, I think it was 55 total. That wasn't including Nick's prototype. Oh, but wow. Five total kits. So you have 10 percent wow. of the market share. Yes, exactly. That is an amazing helicopter. That's one of my favorite nitros. How many That's people cool. are running out right now to go buy this rare helicopter now? I know one person, but uh, <laughs> I actually, I'm not a person for spare parts. And Mr. Ringley watched me annihilate, well, not really annihilate, but he watched me <laughs> launch the helicopter in multiple directions along with a bottle I hit while I was grass cutting on a JR NEX E6. And nobody's like, everybody's like, what's that? But it is very much a precision 3d machine and i was just messing around i hit a bottle in the grass it was one of those weird things and i i the tail went that way and the helicopter went that way and a blade went that way it was one of those things but it wasn't really that bad i started out it was it that bad. the parts but i as long as as long as d-force had it like 10 percent off on martin luther king day i said why not go ahead and order another kit so i, I own i own two of those kits now but exactly four parts exactly for that yeah, when I uh, cool. go to buy something from my Diablo Speed, um, I just order it and then I call John, go pick the part up, and then when my part comes in, I just give it back to him because you know he's like my local hobby store. <laughs> it's almost like a bank, like a hobby bank, right? Uh, like, hey, what kind of interest can I make on this tail fin here, huh? Everybody <laughs> at our club says, "Hey, I'm looking for a raw nitro. Do you know anybody has one?" I go, "John's got four. I think he's running a sale this weekend." <laughs> But oh, having and funny. getting rid of are two totally different things, Greg. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. That's very, very true. true. I, I've yeah. been, I've really been trying to put an effort on reducing my spare cats. <laughs> it's really hard. <laughs> so, yeah, funny. how many so, Synergy N7s do you have? So, I, that's one of the ones I've been trying to my best to sell. So, I had, I have one built. And then I had five brand new kits. So yeah. as of today, I actually sold three of those kits, which oh, is wow. a step for me in the right direction because I just don't have the room. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> it's a great kit, though. It's a phenomenal. And I'm not a nitro guy, and that's a phenomenal flying helicopter. It is. Yep. I, you know, one thing that stood out to me with that helicopter was the tail on it was just amazing you know that, that that helicopter was a lot of fun so you're really digging you know, the rear end is what you're saying he, he takes a good tail i would slap that rear end all over the place <laughs> I, I can feel a theme song coming on here slap that all over the place slap that. Yeah. all right hey, i hear another song coming up for the next fun fly when gregor's flying slapping the tail around because if you get gregor in the zone oh yeah boy he is you're entertaining the fly gregor the music, yeah, man. It's gotta gotta have music, you know. Hey. So uh, back on some music. You might not like it, but you're getting oh, music. Lord. <laughs> this is what happens to us, John. We get distracted. Squirrel! Yeah, um, I know. All right, what are the top five? What's your top five kits? And go back to Gregor's question, which is one of the helicopters that you know I, I really enjoy bringing because it is just fascinating to see the reaction when people fly it. And it's a SAB raw. I have a, a Contronic Pyro 1000, which is <laughs> just absolute overkill. I run it on 14S. It it runs at 
2450 head speed with 14 degrees of pitch, and it's unboggable. <laughs> is that the one at your fun fly, Greg? Where was that? Uh, who flew it? That was Ben yeah. Stork flying that thing. Flying the stuff oh, yeah. out of Oh, shaking it and making yeah. it hurt. It is. I remember I got to fly that thing in Palomar. Was it last year? And it was unreal. I mean, absolute stupidity. <laughs> it was like, I'm like, oh, I've never flown a raw. You want to fly mine? Sure. And, and, and it was like, it was scary. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, okay, let's see how fast I can get it going. And then you're just sitting there TikToking as fast as you can. I felt like, I felt like a complete newbie because it was just a different beast for sure you know and and then watching ben fly it it was like holy hell man just yeah, yeah. And that's that's you in a nutshell john that <laughs> extreme is. i love it extreme serial <laughs> come with a warning label yeah my john big boy come. pants in order to fly this helicopter yeah yeah <laughs> john should come with a warning label <laughs> okay so the extreme raw you established you love the diablo nitro um yeah other than turbines what are the other like two of your most favorite helis you run or fly or play with? So the Diablo S has been one of my favorite helis, and my all-time daily flyer has been the Diablo Black. I just don't I don't know what it is about the helicopter. It's it's virtually indestructible in the air and it handles my daily abuse. And the only reason why I even try to Diablo I, I actually have a nickname by some of the the guys in the, the west part of, of Phoenix, and they always called me Goblin John. Oh. And at one point, I had two Goblin competitions. I had a Goblin competition, three-bladed head before the Kyle Stacy came out, and that thing was, like, set up to the max. And then I had a Goblin speed. So... <laughs> I, I was so fascinated because those were like the first real helicopters that were built well that I got to fly, you know, after I, I got past my learning stage. But the minicopters, the biggest thing on those is the ball links. The ball links are made for an 800 size helicopter and they're just about impossible to destroy. I mean, oh, I, I don't cool. know what it would take to destroy them. I've, yeah. I've done everything I could try them. So you brought up the Goblin Speed, and I flew a Forza Speed for a while uh, and tried to start. And this is back in, like, 2016. I was looking. I was still running a Castle 160 on the thing. So, I mean, I think I got up to 132, and it just was a pig. I mean, it was the canopy was so big to shove through the air compared to, like, a minicopter or something. Yeah. Um, how did you feel, and do you still fly the Goblin Speed? What do you, what do you think of the Goblin Speed? So, I, I'm amazed when people make that thing go fast because it, it is not a little helicopter. It has a big, wide body exactly so my my kind of forte in this hobby i'm a speed guy uh at the fun flies i very rarely bring them just because it's kind of hectic to fly a speed helicopter because you have to take up the whole field but uh the 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 goblin speed is a great beginner speed helicopter i flew it i could get it up pretty easily up to like 155 maybe 165 if I'm going downwind, just cranking it. But that was a good entry point for me. I kind of got my flying skill set with the Goblin Speed, and when the Comet came out, I had to buy the Comet. 
So I bought the Comet, and that is more of a true speed helicopter because that one's capable of 160 up to 180, depending on your setup. And that, for me, morphed into the Diablo S, which is ridiculously fast. <laughs> and gosh, I, I had... Uh, I had the Comet and I went for the first time to Urcha and I competed in the, the Speed Cup and uh, I just started on the Contronic team and I switched out my motor and I had a little tiny burr that I didn't catch on the pulley and I made, it's kind of funny because I, I made the trip down there and I told myself, I just got to get at least one pass and I'll be happy. So. I do one pass and my belt shreds to pieces about in the middle of my first pass. It was cruising and I'm, I have no more power. So I actually autoed the helicopter about a half a mile out. And th that was the S? That, that was the was, S? That was the Comet. Uh, Comet. Oh, the Comet. Okay. I, I, I had you. never seen a Diablo S until I actually went to that event. Gotcha. And, and that's uh, that's like a twenty seven hundred dollar airframe, isn't it? That yeah. That's yeah, awesome. Is like, that's a real competition. I I was there when uh, the last year that Miles Dunkel, you know, hit one hundred ninety seven average, which is crazy. So Jeez. fast. You know. So the funny thing is, is I don't I I thought when the Goblin Speed came out, I thought for sure I was going to see ten of them at every fun fly, and you know. To my, the reality is, I was the only one. <laughs> There's not a lot of us that fly speed, though. Oh, yeah, this thing is, it's gorgeous. It's anything that goes fast is just so impressive, you know? But here's the funny thing. So when I go to Urcha, I ask some of the other speed guys, because I've never flown with anybody else that, fly, that flew speed. So I said, hey, I have a hard time seeing this thing. Like, on the ends, it's really tough they all said the same thing as long as you can see it 80 percent of the time you're good <laughs> you're doing good <laughs> yeah so i could i can see it at least 80 percent of the time yeah yeah hey, hey that that's all that matters man <laughs> i mean you really just got to see it on the way in and the way out right that's, that's you just right. kind of put that input in i i think anybody that's flown speed I mean, Greg, chime in here, but anybody that's flown a speed helicopter and you do, what is it, the half, what is it, the half figure eight or Not half a lot of people do that half figure eight. It is. Um, yeah. Anybody that's done that has been like, yeah, okay. Most people do the stall turn turns. Oh, okay. Yeah. I yeah. got, yeah. To do I wasn't allowed to, the people I got flew with, they, uh, they wouldn't let me. The split S turns uh -huh. are, um, uh, that's something I see. I've, I don't. I don't have to see anybody do a split S turn yet. John, are you coming out to Heli Beaters, the ranch here in February? Yeah, I oh, am. So, yeah. any chance you guys would want to bring your speeds and do like a a pair of speed runs? We can shut the field down for that. I think I'm it's cool. So I was at Urchin, and it's probably the same person. I think it was the same year they were doing the 190 miles an hour. And they had three speeds run the entire, I mean, it was like the entire length of Urcha Flight Line 4. And I mean, they were just booking, and all three of them were like, and it was so awesome. Sorry for everybody on the 
thing. I just screamed in everybody's ear. But <laughs> it was so awesome. It's like jet. It's like, you know. Uh, the sound the, the, that they make the crossing sound. the field is just. Yeah, it makes the hair on your arm stand up. Running in unison, and they were all just. They were all matching each other. It was so awesome. Wow. It that really, was really was, and it's the only time I've ever seen it. I've been to lots of virtues, and it was the only time I've ever seen them run like three speeds down the line. And they wow. did a couple speed runs, and I think everybody was happy to put down and watch that. It was, it was phenomenal because they were booking. Now, when John and I go do our practice speed runs up with the field he flies at, because they got a big open field, a lot of distance off the end of the runway, so they have a problem. You're not going near houses or streets. Um, they shut the flight line down. And everybody stands there and watches this because they are. I often wonder if they watch it because it's like watching the Daytona 500. They're just waiting to see a big wreck, or are they actually watching these things go? But they're pretty <laughs> impressive to watch them fly. Yeah. Uh, so, John, um, you mentioned another type of helicopter that's captured your attention or the most of your focus last year. Tell us about turbines. Yes. So most of most of the people that know me and have seen me at Fun Flies. Have probably seen me bring my turbine, and you know it's. it's what turbine? What 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 turbine are you flying? It's the uh, miniature aircraft. aircraft? That thing is so, so totally badass. Oh my gosh! So I bought it with the original combination, right when they I was probably the third one out that they sold in the U.S. and it came with the turbine solutions engine and. Oh, like it is such an amazing helicopter. It's, it flies so good. Now, the hard part is I had a, I had a lot of issues with it that I had to overcome. And some of these issues, the funny part about it is I went to the really well-known jet guys to ask them for help because the engine's just a turbine engine. You know, it's it's the same engine that they would put in a turboprop, and it's the same engine that goes in their jets. And the funny thing is, is not a lot of those guys could help me. They, they don't do pure TikToks with the turbines, so. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Well, John, even to the point that you switched oil one time, and that caused problems, using a different type of oil. Yeah, so, you know, there, there's just too many opinions out there, and... I got to give a shout out to Paul from Turbine Solutions. He has been my my number one source of the best information that has got me to success. So my first problem was I would shoot flames out. And I think almost everybody that saw it at the fun flies would watch my helicopter shoot these massive flames out the exhaust pipes. And I had to shut it down and restart. And sometimes I'd get it and sometimes I couldn't. And, uh, that issue is a very interesting issue, and it's not even anything that I found in the forums. It's just something I figured out on my own. The V-Bar Neo has a slight interference with the hall sensor on the turbine. So what it would do is you give any stick input, whether it was related to a servo or not, it would give up to 15,000 RPMs of false RPMs into the turbine controller. So when I would start it up, the controller thought the engine was going faster than what it was, and it would feed too much fuel into it. So once I figured that out, 
I isolated it by separating the power system and ran a separate battery for the, the controller on the turbine. Solved all of those problems. Are you then, sure that wasn't a hidden V-bar control feature, the too fast, too furious feature set? I mean, that's what it sounds like to me. Like, <laughs> plop, 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 plop. Yeah, exactly. I think it probably as the probably... owner, you're not too happy about that, but everybody else is like, ooh. Mm. <laughs> no, is that is that like uh, like a back EMF? Because I know I know the neos don't have like a. I think it's a it's a back EMF blocker, you know, where they they they're very susceptible to feedback and stuff like that, right? Yeah, that's exactly that's exactly. It. That's why it, the funny thing is is you know you don't see a lot of neos on turbines, mm -hmm. and the guys that did or do have a Neo, they don't last very long. And then you see them switch to Futaba or some other system. And I, I feel like it's a it's an issue and just not many people know about it. But, yeah, yeah. You know, and then, of course, the last time I was using a turbine oil that I thought would be great, and turns out it was a recycled oil. And to make a long story short, that cost me 1200 bucks to get a couple of new bearings. Oh, man. <laughs> And that was a hard lesson, but I got all the interference problems fixed. I got the right oil. I got the right mixture. And now this helicopter flies like a dream. You could do anything you want to it 3D wise. Nice. I'm curious. So I got a buddy with the miniature aircraft. And honestly, I never considered this as a, heli as a helicopter until I saw this miniature aircraft because I thought their quality is spot on. Like, yeah, it's so funny. I'm not buying yeah. a turbine. It's way out of my price range. But as far as a miniature aircraft and picking one up, I was very impressed with the quality of the kit itself. And Their I'm helicopters curious, have said, always been. He sent a turbine in twice. Now, he does fly it. He flies it just like an electric 3D. He beats the snot out of this thing. And he's had to send it in twice to have the turbine redone. And the bearings end up going bad. Is that a common thing? Is that just, it's just a lot more abuse on a helicopter? I mean, what, what's the deal? What's your train of thought on that? Okay. Is my friend the, just an idiot? Well, okay. So after 25 hours, like I run mine like to the max, right? So the 25 hour mark is when you're supposed to have it checked out and have the bearings replaced anyways. If they're failing prematurely, it is an oil issue. I don't care what anybody else says. It's an oil issue. It, the, every oil is different. The everybody has an opinion. It's very, it's a very fascinating part of turbines because. What's your you, What's your opinion on the best oil to use? So there's an oil that is, gosh, it's made in Europe, and it's an actual turbine engine oil. A lot of people use this mixed two-stroke oil with you know another type other types of turbine oil but the one that i use is it's uh gosh i'm having a brain fart we put you on the spot we can always throw it in the notes i'm it's, just curious uh, like turbo ny something I can, I can actually look it up but it's uh i ordered basically a case because when it was available in the united states that's the only quantity i could buy so i have enough to make like 50 gallons of fuel which would last me the rest of my life <laughs> there you go <laughs> nice. now turbine fuel what's it cost per gallon mixed ready to fly uh, you fly like, a what is it a and what are the two different types of turbine because you can fly 
kerosene? It's actual jet fuel, and then there's uh, kerosene, right? Correct. So basically, jet fuel, Jet A, is a refined version of kerosene. It's basically the same thing. Now, some engines, like a lot of the jet guys, will fly diesel, but on the micro turbines, the really small ones, like 45s, 50s, they generally don't like diesel, so you have to fly either Jet A or, or kerosene. And it ends up, it's actually pretty cheap. It's like maybe four bucks a gallon. So it's very, very reasonable. You know, it's actually cheaper than nitro these days. <laughs> May even be cheaper than gas. Kind of crazy. So you, I've been, so I, I'm asking a leading question here because I fly with John quite often. John's also a tinkerer. If you haven't figured it out yet, John will like to take a helicopter and plant a turbine in it. Um, <laughs> and I'm only calling you out on this one because you've been talking about doing this for the last year. How are you doing on your Diablo nitro turbine conversion? Well, okay. Here's where I'm at. I've, I actually had, I had the belts ordered. I've gotten the belts in. I trimmed the belts down to my design. My next step is I might have to ask your assistance, Greg, because I'm now there. that the Diablo Nitro is not being produced, I can't bring myself to cut up the side frames. You still get those parts, though, right? Oh, yeah. They will, they're, they'll probably supply parts for probably at least the next five, ten years. You know? but but a lot I, of I people bring myself to do it, you know? Right. But we can get you a. We've always talked about getting together and doing some CAD work because I've done some specialty frames before for kits that I've tinkered with and built. And um, there's a lot of people that can cut frames if you just give them a DXF file. So, but yeah, so we talked about making some custom frames for John. But that would be a. Um, is it a Zykoi motor you're going to run in that one? That's correct. So the Zykoi is actually the perfect size, it fits. I mean, within a couple of millimeters inside the frames of the Diablo Nitro. And because here's the problem in converting the Nitro. If it has a main gear and a pinion, they're really easy, and you can keep it semi-compact. But when you have a secondary drive, the engine is so far forward, you either have to put an 800-size boom on it or counterweights to even get it to balance. So my idea was to turn the turbine around and actually keep the turbine protected by the side frames. And I basically bought a longer belt. I shaved it down myself and it pushes the turbine out a little bit farther, but it reverses it. It shows the weight back towards the center line. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So That'd be cool. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it. I have a, a canopy that I had made from Canamod before they went to all SAB, and it even says Diablo Turbine on it. So that's I'm committed. Sweet. Wow, that's cool. You just got to get the side frames done. That's the next step, and I think I have everything else ready to roll. So yeah. keep an eye out for a Diablo Turbine from John. Are you serious? Serio, the extreme. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So That'd the, be Let's go back to the, the turbine oil. It's Turbo NYC Oil 600. It's a, actually an aviation turbine engine oil. And 
I can tell you from experience that has changed my turbine experience to I don't have problems anymore. Well, that's how most things are in the hobby, right? All day long, you can let the engine, you could try to heat it up as much as you can, and it, it will run. But that ends up being a lot of this hobby, right? If you get off a little bit, the hobby can be incredibly frustrating. And generally, it's one or two minor little things that are stopping it. So once you solve those minor things, everything works well, like an oil or a back feed off a back a sensor or, uh, you know, interesting. Yep, exactly. So, uh, so John, you've you've talked Contronic, you've talked turbines, you've talked raw uh, SAB goblins and minicoppers. Are you a sponsor by anybody, or are you just one of those guys that's like a free willy and just kind of let it hang out and fly whatever's out there? <laughs> well, I'm I'm only sponsored by Contronic and by Thunderpower, and Thunderpower is is kind of a, a fun topic because I've always believed in their batteries, and a lot of people kind of came and and gone with uh, thunder powers they had some bad cells in the past and a lot of people don't forget about that but you know the lithium batteries there I, I mean they're really all good today but i've flown thunder power because of speed flying their their batteries hold up like no other pack that i've ever had before on you know doing those crazy balls to the wall runs they, you know, when it's really hard on packs when you're running down a 14S 4400 pack in two and a half minutes. Yeah. <laughs> you mean hilarious. like when you pull 400 amps and you fry a speed controller? I didn't do that. Uh, that that wasn't me. That was me. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's interesting you brought up Thunder Power because, I mean, they were the best in the business for the longest time. And then they came out with some new cells and they had a bad run with that for a little while and then it seemed like all their loyal people just went oh later we're out you know and and didn't roll with the punches and then then they just kind of slowly just disappeared from the mainstream and and yeah it's it's just so weird how that can happen you know and so but that's neat i'm, I'm glad you brought that up because i i I would have thought they weren't even in business anymore because you don't see their batteries carried in any of the major hobby stores that I'm aware of, you know? So that, that's interesting. That's really cool to, to, uh, to hear that they're still going. Cause yeah, you have a lot of great memories with those packs. So, um, something yeah. else that we uh, say about John, just so that people understand what they're dealing with here. Um, if you find yourself at a fun fly, and you see John there, and you're thinking of donating and buying raffle tickets. Don't bother. Don't. You're just gonna spend money towards John's presence because I tell you what, John and his kids win more than anybody I've ever seen. <laughs> Very deserving of it too. That's awesome. <laughs> so he's got his kids have the magic touch, man. <laughs> so we gotta tell everybody what we did to you, John, at the rodeo. So. Ah. Yeah, John starts winning. So John starts winning the raffles. And he starts sending Mikey up to get the raffle tickets. So we decide, well, here, how old's Mikey? Seven? Six? He, yeah, he's six. So six-year-old comes up to get the raffle tickets. So I've got pounds and pounds and stacks and stacks of stickers. So I send Mikey back <laughs> with a sticker sheet. 
And then John wins again. And we think, all right, here we go, John. More stickers. I think we gave that kid probably 20 or 30 sticker sheets. And every time he came up, we told him, you need to put these stickers on everything. Dad loves them on the refrigerator, loves them on his helicopters, loves them on his turbines, his blades, himself. The rest and of the weekend. Fellow pilots. And fellow pilots. The rest of the weekend, as you're walking up the flight line, I'd walk past people and I'd see stickers on everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I, I got I got tagged with a few stickers. That was awesome. Yeah. So. Yep. The cool thing is, is when you see John of the Fun Fly, you will almost always see his family there with him. That's one yeah. of the things that's all is really neat about John is his family travels with him. You got great kids, great wife, um, just a neat family. So if you do see John of the Fun Fly, stop by, say hi, introduce yourself. All right, hey John, there was actually something at the rodeo that Mikey didn't win that you won, and that was definitely a, a dad big boy toy. What was that? So that was, I have to say, the best 60 bucks that I've ever spent. So that was the SAB Raw Gasser, the Super G. Yeah, that was, uh, what, the only two kits made? That was two of the prototypes. Alexine got one, and then you got the second one. Oh, you won it at the rodeo. I want to say a huge thank you to everybody involved in building it and everybody that was a part of it. That is a beautiful, amazing flying helicopter. It is completely loaded. Doug did such a great job on making that helicopter perfect. And since I own it, anybody at any fun fly that wants to have a pull is more than welcome to. Nice. That's awesome. So That's what's awesome. that got in 60 it? 60 bucks. <laughs> yeah, the guys that went four or 500 bucks on raffles are going like, to turn it over upside down right now. Yeah, yeah, sixty bucks. That's awesome. That is awesome. So, John, what's what is the helicopter? What is it in it? I mean, so it's the Ross Super G. What type of motors have it in? That has the OBR three ten. It has Theta servos, V bar, Neo in it, and it's just oh, it, it was set up perfectly, and I even got to fly it immediately after knowing I won it, which now, is great. The funny thing was, is during the raffle, um, somebody was messing with you during the drawing of the raffle, didn't they? Yeah. So we kind of put our tickets in. I, I told my wife, I said, you know, they're going to put their, they're doing the raffle here in the next few minutes for the, for the gaffer. We need to get in on that. So what, how many tickets should we buy? And my wife says, let's buy three, one for each one of our kids. So oh, wow. we, we put the kids' names on the tickets, and Mike Weatherly was the one calling out the raffle, and he grabbed the ticket, and he says, I just want to let everybody know there's no name on the ticket. <laughs> so you're like, darn it, we didn't win. Yeah, so I almost thought, eh, I'm not even going to look at the numbers he's calling. And then I thought, no, I'm going to pay attention. Who knows? And sure enough, it was one of my tickets. <laughs> now that is so awesome man the cool thing was is while the raffle was going off ben stork was flying that helicopter behind you wasn't he yes exactly yeah. he was flying it he landed it showed me which switches did what and i took off <laughs> <laughs> nice i did a short flight nothing crazy but it was it was pretty awesome that it was uh very well tuned i must say like it, it doesn't require any tuning 
at all. That's cool. Nice. All right. That's so cool. And it was tuned for your Arizona area, so it was like, you know. Well, we will be honest. Ben and Doug and them had some fun flying it before John got it. So it wasn't like its second flight. It had been flown a couple of times that weekend. All in the spirit of making sure it was ready for the raffle. Yeah. yeah. You know, I still yeah. got to say that was for a person that wasn't able to attend and really wanted to attend that fun flight. It was really awesome to video that. And I believe you guys did it live. You know, we went Facebook live. It out, and I think Mike did a great job. And I think every, you know, it was awesome to sit there and watch everybody throw down on the thing. Yeah, to be so part of it covered. for a fun fly that we might not get to go to. Um, and it's definitely on my list for next year, assuming you guys are going to have one. Oh, guaranteed. We'll get it announced here shortly. Got to do the rodeo. The only, it's a staple. The only oh, yeah. uh, bad part about that was Alex Dean let me fly his Super G-Asser with the fancy pipe on it. And okay, so the extreme version of the Super G. Yes. Uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly what it was. It, it's a night and day difference in power. Was, oh, that tuned pipe is crazy. Oh, so do you yeah. own that tuned pipe yet? Uh, I, I bought one thinking, I got to try this thing. And then, you know, my brain starts working and I had to have two in case I crash. So, that's awesome. John, did you see the one I got? Oh, good. And uh, have Doug and Dean help me with uh, getting it tuned with the new pipe. That's nice. cool. Yeah, I'm going to bring my gasser too with that tuned pipe. I, I was going to do the same thing. Bring it, get it mounted, and get there to the ranch and let Doug and Alex help me get it tuned too. Yep. So. Smart idea. Because you and I, Greg, we might burn something up. <laughs> Unnecessarily. <laughs> no, it'll be good. It'll be fun. Where are you going to your next fun fly, John? You said the so, ranch? I will be going to Ken Marshall's Fun Fly. That's the next one on the list. Have You and, You haven't uh, been to that yet, have you? I, I did. I did. And here's the memorable part of my arrival. Because when I showed up, I showed up on Friday. Everybody was already set up. And I had to drive my motor home in front of everybody. That's right. That's right. I remember. Why did I forget that? Yes, that's right. And we were moving all kinds. Of, yeah, I remember yes. that. Jeez, God, big like entrance extreme yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's awesome yeah he Fucking was sitting nice. right down there by crash alley where uh uh garrett <laughs> pile drove a n7 was it n or e7 he pile drove that thing into the wall which ah, pretty God. cool yeah that's the yeah. safe end of the field it's also where the yeah. power line got yeah. took out that's also the place where the someone didn't someone hit the fence down there during a night flight. That was Garrett. Yep. Garrett Oakley. Yeah, okay. we did that. Still, <laughs> no offense to all the pro pilots. Still one of my favorite pilots. I'm got to get a shout out to Garrett. He is. Oh, he's uh, entertaining to watch. Oh man. my god. Yeah. No, no offense, but I don't know of any other pilot that I enjoy watching more because he's having a good time. That's, yeah. that's all there is to it. He's oh, he is. Some hell or high water, whether he lops the tail off or what. I've seen him do all kinds of crazy stuff and still land a helicopter or, you know, they all land. Um, he's He's got an interesting repertoire of how he does that. Nice. Yeah. Wow. So wow. other than that. I used to a lot. And uh, I'll tell you, one of my most memorable learning experiences was I, I liked the look of the Diablo Speed. 
but I'd already moved on at this point as a speed helicopter because it was slow. So I thought, you know what? I want to make a 770 with a speed-looking canopy, the speed side frames, but make it into a 3D helicopter. So I got this custom canopy for it. It was absolutely gorgeous. I wanted it to be outrageous to kind of fit my personality. So I ran it on 14S and I, I had one successful test flight on 12S. I just wanted to make sure everything was good. The next flight, I put a 14S pack in it and I heard a pop, the motor stopped, it hit the ground and it just burnt. Oh I mean, it burnt every single piece of that helicopter into nothing. I mean, it was ashes oh, oh, man. and it was brand new. So I thought, okay, I got to conquer this. So I rebuilt it, basically got another kit. I found another canopy. I redid it all. I sent my speed controller into Contronic. They even gave me a new one because it was, it was just toast. So I get it all together and I do the same exact thing except the second flight, which was on 14S, I heard a pop, the motor stopped for a second, and then it came back on. So I thought, "Uh uh-oh, I got to land this sucker. So I land it, and here's what I learned. I found one of the output wires to the motor had, it had arced with one of the cross, aluminum cross supports of the, the goblin frame. So 14S, if it's too close to anything metal on the wires on the motor, there's no protection for it. So it will arc. And I had to remove that piece and kind of do a makeshift modification to it and separated the motor wires. And I still have it today. Nice. Wow. You know, that was such a learning experience on 14S. <laughs> Jeez. It was yeah. very expensive, but That's some power. totally worth it. <laughs> so, That's awesome. other than the ranch, what are the other fun flies we could expect to find you at here this year? Oh, he was coming to the one in September in Lincoln, California. But uh, anyway, no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm ranch a little more. That would be amazing. The hard part for fun flies for me is I do bring my family and, you know, as long as it works with the kid's school schedule and, you know, it doesn't interfere too much with work, then I'm all in. I, I try to attend Urch every year, but the last couple of times it's been right at the beginning of, of, school. of high school. So. so do you fly yeah. out or do you uh, drive out in nope, the RV? We, we drive out in the RV and... We, we technically don't do any flying. My wife had breast cancer about five years ago, and she has lymphedema, so she can't really fly. It causes inflammation on her, on her right arm. So she made it through it, which is good. And because of that, we have to do the good old family trips in the motorhome, which are always in rest. Sounds like a business opportunity. You know, you put it at, put, you rent out space in the trailer to put helicopters. I know a couple of folks in that area that would pay a couple of bucks to fly out while you toted their stuff. Yeah. Oh, I, you, you would not believe I always brought stuff out to fun flies for people, including JC Zinkel when he lived out here in Arizona. That's I cool. I brought his helicopters for him. Yeah, you've hauled helis for me when you've row. gone. 
Yeah. Second year in a row, I'm bringing stuff to California from Urcha. Oh, goodness. So, yeah, I, I know the feeling. Yep. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, Urcha, yeah. Uh, yeah, let's go over Livermore, Lincoln, the rodeo. Up. What else? Yeah. So, we got, yeah, we got the ranch coming up in Livermore, and that's uh, February 23rd through 26th. And that's at the ranch. Uh, it's Ken Marshall's event. Uh, it's a great time. We had about 100 pilots. We were just shy of 100 pilots last year, if I recall. Uh, also, the same weekend on the other coast, the opposite coast. Uh, I won't say any bad names about that other coast. I won't pick on them. Uh, they have the RCHO Chill Out in Nightingale, North Carolina. Uh, March 17th through the 19th, you got the Amps Heli, Heli Smack Fest. You can go down and pick on people. Uh, I mean, I won't name any names, but I can think of one person in particular that I like to pick on when I go to Florida. And uh, then you got Urcha West coming up in April, April 12th through the 16th at Clovis RC Club. And that's down, what's that, right outside of Fresno, right? Yep. And uh, beautiful field. Uh, I'm really curious to see how that pans out. Really, really curious to see how that pans out. And if you guys go there, make sure you give Jordan plenty of trouble. The ghost, because I don't even know if he's going to show up at the fun flight. It might be too far for him. Oh, yeah. That's a burn, Jordan. Sorry. And April 27th, you got the spring fling at What the Fark in Fredericksburg, Virginia. That's interesting. What the Fark? They should have said spring fark fling. Spring fark fling? That's what it should be called. Fark. So if you guys find yourself in the area, those are great events to hit, you know? Absolutely. I'm curious on this Urcha West. I'm going to try my best to go to that one. That, that oh, yeah? sounds would be pretty great. You know, that would be cool. I've only yeah. heard good things about the people coordinating it. And, you know, that's a great idea for a lot of people that can't go to Urcha. Urcha is like an indescribable experience. And it a is. lot of guys will just never go because it's too much of a, a trip for them, you know? Yeah. I've been, uh, there's a few of us that have been on the logistics, kind of, I would call it kind of logistics section of, of the Urcha West Coast. And, uh, um, but, you know, Eric LaCour is the guy that's the, the main, the main person putting that together. And, and, um, and, you know, it sounds like they're, you know, sounds like they've got their stuff together. Uh, Again, you know, even though I'm, part you know in this little group uh this little and, and we have a minor like involvement in it um but uh i i'm very curious to see how it's gonna you know how it's gonna go i mean if they can i mean because that's one of the things when you show up to urcha you know i mean you're at the ama headquarters you show up to urcha you know you're there you're like holy moly look at all this area and you know you're you see the ama building there you know so so already we're not going to have that but if they can if they can you know i'm worried about vendors and stuff like that but at the same time if they've got the same program i think it's a lot of room out there though i think it's It's oh no 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 it's so green at that time of the year it's a beautiful area it really is yeah no no it's going to be beautiful but what i'm saying is is that they're you know, as long as they they have the 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 Urcha program, I think it's going to be awesome. You know, you know the program that they have, the way that it's set up, and I don't think that they're 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 going to stop at nothing short of of that. There, from what I understand, and I think it's going to be awesome. I really do. If everybody could just take out all of the politics and all the crap that 
you know, has been been in that for so long and, and just, you know, see it for Urcha. I think it's going to be a really good event and really looking forward to it. So the key to success and enjoying it is to show up, bring your helicopters, fly, and have yep. fun with your friends. That's exactly it. There you go. That's, our, that's the recipe right there. Yeah. That's really absolutely. all there is to it. Absolutely. All right. Well, good really stuff. appreciate you joining us tonight, John. It's been a lot of fun chatting with you. How do people get hold of you? If they have a question on turbine helicopters, they have a question on going fast, or they want to just do something really extreme, how would somebody find you to ask you your opinion and questions? Uh, the best way to contact me is I have a profile set up on Facebook, and they can send me a, a message through Facebook, and I'm, I'm always happy to help people. That's one of the things that I think most people know about me is I will put my you know, helicopters down and help somebody with their turbine or whatever problem they have anytime. Right. Yes, you will. You know, uh, the biggest thing in the hobby is like, how do you, how do you get that person that's a newbie asking questions? Because at Funflies, people are intimidated. They are. Yep. So I got a question for you, John. How do you okay. get a person that's been flying for 30-ish years named Ken Marshall to do a demo of his turbine helicopter at his own fun fly. <laughs> I think we should call him out. Well, I think we just did. Quiet, you know? I don't know. I think like, we just I did, didn't that we? That would be a, an interesting challenge because I, I was dying to see his turbine. I thought he was going to bring it out to the rodeo. Well, <laughs> now you're going to see his turbine. I'll make sure of it. All right. You've okay. been called out there. Mr. So I'll, I'll, I'll run it for him if he, if he, if he the, wants me to. The gauntlet is thrown down. <laughs> we should have Garrett fly his turbine. I want to see that. Oh, <laughs> At night. <laughs> you're going to that... fly with Ken's turbine. You're going to give night. Ken a heart attack, man. <laughs> Poor guy. See, he could let me fly it because I already have spare kits of his turbine, and I have multiple turbines brand new in the box of the exact one he has. So, well, let's just, <laughs> let's just be honest. It tomorrow. That uh, just gives him an excuse to buy yet another helicopter. I mean, if you uh, annihilate one, he just gets to buy another one. That's right. You got to buy a space a placement. You know, yeah, I got I mean, to I bring something up real quick. I know it's a little off topic, but I got to say. Every time that we've been at a fun fly and John's been there, if somebody's had an engine problem, John will, without a doubt, have the part and is more than happy to just hand it over to somebody. I see you took a whole engine, <laughs> you know, like, just uh, like, like, I remember, uh, uh, was it somebody owed you an engine, gave it to you, and what, like a couple hours later, you gave it back because they needed parts out of it, you know? Yes, and that was, just, uh, yeah, Jason, that was Jason. Jason, Jason Blaylock, yeah, you know, and, yeah. and, it, and it's just, it's just awesome, man. You are always there to help people and, and, yeah, it's just awesome. So yeah, if I have a part, anybody's welcome to it. All I ask is they send it back whenever they get it. Yeah, that's so cool. So you know cool. that happened to me. My first fun fly I ever went to. I had a tail servo. It was an old Futaba, like ninety five twenty seven. I mean, really, like years ago. And uh, the tail gears they were plastic. This was a mini. And uh, the dude just walked up and handed me the whole tail servo. It was like a forty five dollar tail servo. And I was like, holy cow. And uh, oh, I had so a much cool. smaller budget then. And uh, I'll tell you what, man, that just, 
it, it, it changed my opinion of helicopters for the entire thing since then. I've always tried to yeah. be more helpful, and they're a whole different group of folks, right? Yes, they oh, are. Oh, yeah. And I think, I think when people come to a, a fun fly and they're intimidated, um, if you're listening to the podcast, you know, any one of us, John, you know, uh, there's so many people. I mean, it will surprise you. If you're, don't be intimidated. Go ask questions. If somebody discourages you, don't let it just move on. Ask somebody else because you get the, there's, there's more good people than bad people. And I tell you, it, it is a brotherhood that is unlike anything else I've ever seen anywhere, you know, and some of my favorite people in, I mean, my, my favorite people in the world are, are the people I've met through this hobby, you know, and, and it, it, it's just so amazing to see the, the, the gel, you know, the, the closeness that we all share together and, and uh, yeah, so don't be intimidated. If you're listening, don't be intimidated to come up and ask questions and get help. You so know. you think this far into the podcast, people are still listening? Wow, you got some high I, hopes there, bro. I do. You know, I you know, hey man, we hit four thousand. You know, we hit four thousand followers. You know, so amazing. I'm, I'm pretty excited. Well, Did we 4, really? 000, uh, four thousand. Yeah, four thousand podcast listeners. Podcast list. Yeah, yeah. Not followers. We're not yeah, that right. Yeah, four, yeah, not yet. We're getting there. Sorry. But uh, yeah, four thousand. Yeah, four thousand hits on our podcast. So did we get any? Did we get any uh, messages this last week? Anybody say anything? Yeah, they said not to click any clackety on the keyboard so loud. Oh, man. Yeah, that's and, that they did uh, say. We're still trying to figure that one out. I did hear that when I listened to that podcast. That's it. Remi- it took me back in the day of my early computer days. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And I have a feeling I know who it is, but he he's not ready to admit it yet, you know. So <laughs> I didn't say anything. Like a typewriter. <laughs> I didn't say anything. Y'all make fun of me now. Just uh. <laughs> being mean now. So we we finally got him. We finally got Greg with the with the. Uh, oh wait, did you get a different headset now? You, you ch- your speaker. Do you still have your uh, your microphone? The same. Yeah, microphone? it's over here. Oh, okay, okay. It's over there. All right, we got him into the right microphone. Now we've got to get him into the 20th century. So. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate that. Appreciate all the love. <laughs> Are you still playing Oregon Trail over there? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> all right, on that note, uh, now that Greg has dysentery, I think we're going to auto on out of here. So thanks, everybody, for paying attention. As always, if you got anything to add, any fun flies you want us to announce on the show or anything else, uh, let us know. And John, thanks so much. It's been an awesome time getting to know you. And uh, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. Take care, buddy. You too.